This is an AMI podcast. I'm Dave Brown, and this is a podcast version of AMI's Morning Show, now with Dave Brown. Catch the live broadcasts weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. So, you are planning a trip. It could be around the world. It could be around the block. What are you considering before you leave? Beyond, of course, how am I getting to the train station, the airport? Who's schlepping me around and where am I going? What am I going to eat? You need fuel to enjoy your vacation. And some vacation spots have better food than others. But nonetheless, there's always a little bit of digging you can do to plan and maximize your eating. Food and drink columnist Jenny Bovard is here to help you make those plans. And Jenny, of course, is in Halifax. Hey, good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Dave. How's it going? I'm well. So you are in Halifax, but you were also recently in Montreal. What brought you to my old hometown? The catalyst for the whole trip was the Just for Laughs Festival. I had purchased some tickets back at Christmas time as a gift for my husband. And it was just a fine excuse to get out of the Maritimes for the first time in two and a half years. (laughs) Well, I hope the trip went well. And outside of getting some good laughs in, you managed to explore some food and culture in the city. And Montreal definitely has... um, (laughs) Uh, an abundance of both of those. But uh, food has always been at the top of your priority list for trip planning. How does that come about? Well, honestly, anywhere I travel, I tend to make a bit of a plan to eat my way through that place. Um, Whether it's experiencing the local cuisine or like just visiting the local supermarket, those are those are destinations for me when when I travel. And honestly, this time around, I had I had recently dove into Anthony Bourdain's most recent book. I think it's called World Travel, uh, if I'm not mistaken. It's kind of escaping me. The brain's still on vacation. I, I feel you, Jenny. I feel you deeply. So, but, you know, the places in this book were a little beyond, they weren't really my go-to sort of local eateries. They were a little more high-end than than what I was looking okay, for, okay. perhaps. Right. So honestly, my stuff, uh, I, I did some research online, went to the old Instagram and just looked at what was appealing and what's, what sounded appealing to me in the description. When you're planning the itinerary, how much are you taking distance and geography into, into effect? Life is a constant logistical plan when you don't drive. So, and you know, for anyone nowadays, I've heard it's really difficult to get a rented vehicle these days. So uh, location is incredibly important. Um, We had, we stayed at a place that is really central where we were able to walk nearly everywhere. We did Uber a few places, did make a couple of itinerary changes based on being able to get that refreshing beverage a little bit quicker because it was very hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. And honestly, things are pretty well mapped out for me before I even get there. Here's the hotel. Here are the places I want to go. How many Ubers am I going to have to take, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Will you pick your hotel even based on what you want to eat? I know some friends of mine who will plan their entire vacation 
on getting the reservation at a fancy restaurant first and then building from there. Whereas I'm a little bit the opposite. I will find a hotel in a part of town that I like. And then when I get there, I pump into the old Google Maps and hit restaurants and see what's around. I'm a bit more of a planner than than that. I, I can't, I, I would definitely, if there was a place I wanted to go, um, I would look for hotels in the area. But in this case, I booked my hotel well over six months in advance and it was slim pickings. So I went okay. with a hotel that I knew um, that was very centrally located in Montreal. It's yeah. called Hotel Espresso. And I've been there many times. It's very walkable. It The hotel itself is not, you know, Instagram worthy. It's very minimalistic. <laughs> you get what you need. They serve espresso in the lobby 24 seven well, and it's so. good espresso. Right. So, so that was a big draw. And, and yes, I would do that, but not, I had didn't this time. So let's talk about some of the meals that you enjoyed there, because as I mentioned off the top, Montreal is certainly renowned for good eats. So what did you eat and did it meet your expectations? exceeded my expectations. Dave, I had a few things on my list I didn't get to. My first stop I was hoping would be Dieu du Ciel, which is a brewery I absolutely adore. But it was a bit further than I wanted to go uh, after landing to get my first craft beer. So we ended up at Brewtopia, which is a brew pub. Um, You can walk there pretty much from anywhere downtown. On Crescent Crescent below St. Catherine, I have spent some time at Brewtopia. Quite the atmosphere, quite the lovely beer selection. Everything's got a lovely flavor. Uh, there was an IPA called Ipianana. Uh, I don't know how it's actually pronounced, but it was very cute name. And I'm not a big IPA fan, but is it sold me. It tasted uh, very much like anana, very much like pineapple, much like all the other beers. Exactly the flavor that they promised. So that was an amazing first stop in lieu of Dieu du ciel. I'll be back for Dieu du ciel though. (laughs) What about the actual eats? The food. Next stop was Restaurant Siam. And this is also right downtown. It is a Thai place serving really all your Thai staples, but everything was just so beautifully executed. We had the best fresh fresh spring rolls I've ever had in my life and the peanut sauce just to die for. I don't know what the other sauce was. There's another sauce there. I didn't even bother with it. It was all about the peanut sauce. Um, My lovely husband was there with me. I think he's in a picture we're showing right now, showing off those spring rolls. He had the pad soy and he said it was the best pad soy he'd ever had. That's one of his go-tos. I had the uh, uh, poulet croustillant. So I had the crispy chicken, which was so perfectly sweet and spicy. I can taste it right now. It was just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, we also were a little peckish after the comedy show. So we were like, it's a little late and we don't know what's going to be open. Most of the kitchens were closed that we had walked by. So we said, you know what? An Irish pub is going to have at least a deep fryer going. So we immediately began the hunt for an Irish pub. It was amazing in the distance. I saw some patio lights, what I believe to be patio lights. My husband confirmed, and we went in that direction. <laughs> and we found uh, McGibbons, which uh, I, I've I've learned after visiting is a bit of a staple in the area. It's I a big sp- university bar. I also bar. spent a chunk of my 20s at McGibbons, yes. Yeah, and, you know, they had just what you wanted late night, a uh, couple, couple beers and some nachos. The nachos were just exactly what you needed, some spicy salsa, 
And live music on the side wasn't too bad at all. It wasn't Irish sounding music though, which was a no, little no. disappointing. They it was do... all classic rock. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's the way McKibben's rules. Uh, I certainly never went to ladies' nights on Wednesdays when it was twenty dollars for dudes to get in and all you can oh, drink and five dollars for ladies. They can't do that promotion anymore because there were too many brawls in the streets. Not that I was involved in any of those. I would never. Uh, Jenny, any unplanned surprises or something that you ate along the way that uh, ended up being uh, not necessarily in the itinerary but still tasted real yum? So the last night we were there, we were planning on doing something a little more fancy. We had been to a restaurant called Modavi before. Modavi is one of Montreal's, I think, oldest establishments. And I had a beautiful lamb there last time we were in Montreal, my first time having lamb. But it was a little, again, off the beaten path. And we were like, let's find something a little more convenient. It was really hot. Um, and so my husband wanted his smoked meat fix his 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 he and he got it um and and we we didn't wait in line at schwartz's which would be a lot of people's sort of mm -hmm. thought when they think of mm -hmm. montreal smoked meat but we went with ruben's deli and steakhouse um we looked it up online like you said from the hotel what's in the area and it was just a, a lovely little surprise i didn't really know about it until we stumbled upon it I tried the smoked meat. I'm not a smoked meat fan, but it melted in my mouth in a way nothing has ever melted in my mouth before. And mm -hmm. if I was a meat eater, if I was a beef eater, I would eat it. Um, so he he had that. I had the lovely charbroiled chicken on a brioche, but the star of the night at Ruben's, they've been around since like 76 or 74, I think. And it's this secret family recipe passed on for years for the smoked meat. But for me, the the real star was the very tall banana Foster's cheesecake that oh. we had for dessert, right? And I they have a lovely selection of cheesecake. And I sometimes I drink things other than beer. Um, <laughs> and they have really nice cocktails there. I had a spicy cocktail. Well, it wasn't super spicy, but it had jalapenos in it. Mm -hmm. um, so go for the um, go for the picante if you can, if you go there. Jenny, you know how to live. There's no doubt about that. Give me a quick uh, review of how the hospitality and restaurant sector actually treated you in Montreal, because sometimes it has the reputation of being a little bit snooty. I didn't have that experience. Um, I will say in some instances there is um, a bit of hesitation. If you walk into a place and you're speaking English, they're like, do I have to serve you in English? They will some come, sometimes come right out and ask. And I will say there was a bit of an air of pleasantly surprised when we would switch to French because my husband and I are both bilingual. Uh, but I will say everywhere I went, all the food establishments, all the coffee roasters, even the uh, Marché uh, Jean Talon, the open air market, oh. every. Yeah, I just went to Ogle there mostly. Uh, we did get a lovely espresso drink there and made a few more food stops that we need way more time for this today. But, um, you know, it. everyone was really, there was an air of just excellence I was the word I would say. Everyone was striving to just be as excellent as they could. And maybe that's because us tourists are just coming back and they really need to make that impression. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not been my experience. I've not had a bad food or hospitality experience. Uh, if you if you give out the dish out the kindness and the, you know, willingness to to speak in French, if you can, that's great. 
but everyone's bilingual for the most part, if not more so, more more languages. Jenny, so. we could probably dedicate an entire segment to farmers markets or markets mm-hmm. in general. Um, Let's Jean- do that. Yeah, we should do that. Jean Talon's a great one. I always liked the Atwater Market personally in Montreal because it was a little bit easier for me to get to and a little uh. less overwhelming than Jean Talon because Jean Talon is uh, quite the scene. But yeah, I love me a good market. So let, let, let's put a pin in that one for a future segment. I think that's a great idea because I love me a good farmers market. Jenny, we're almost out of time here, but I need to know if I opened up your Expedia.ca account right now, what's next on the travel travel and food bucket list? Oh my goodness. It's so difficult. I just want to go to back go back to Montreal and <laughs> do all the things I didn't get to do. But I think I really want to go, I want to go back to Europe really soon, uh, or or some of the the Scandinavian countries and eat my way through there. Um I I, I yearn for something new. So something new, something mm-hmm. out of Canada, most likely. Jenny, I've got to thank you because before I left for a bachelor party in Halifax, you sent me a really nice email with some recommendations. I don't think we went to any of your places because we just started chasing live music and tequila. (laughs) Okay. I can get behind that. (laughs) But now you have a list for next time when you're not chasing live music and tequila. So I am going to come back, Jenny. Your city, Halifax, Nova Scotia, treated us so, so well. I'd been once before for a wedding and I always thought, oh, it was the wedding that made the trip great. And then I went on this trip and I thought, oh, you know, it was the bachelor party that made this trip great. Incorrect. I think your city has to be an undiscovered, underrated jewel in this country. Folks know how much I love Vancouver. Folks know how much I like Winnipeg. But Halifax, Nova Scotia is two for two so far. And Jenny, I've got to come back because I had such a great time. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Even if you didn't go to any of my recommended spots, <laughs> I always say Halifax has the vibe of of the East Coast. Everyone's friendly and willing to smile and chat and give you directions. Uh, but we have the amenities. We have the stuff of a bigger yeah, city. Yeah. Which is that that's that's it for me. Uh, absolutely. For me. Went to the Halifax Wanderers soccer game as well and had a really nice time at the soccer game. Uh, it's semi-pro through and through, but they don't charge semi-pro prices for the cocktails. <laughs> Fair enough, right? You have to be willing to pay for a good cocktail. Now, before I forget, I will say having a sighted guide in Montreal was was uh, very beneficial for me. You mentioned the market. That was one area where having a sighted guide handy uh, was very, very helpful. But also there's construction everywhere oh, yeah. all the time, every season. So just be warned of that. And if you can have someone sighted handy, I wouldn't normally say that. I'm fiercely independent. I would love to travel alone. But it was very helpful to have that. A trip to Montreal necessitates a game of cones. There's no doubt about it. Jenny, thank you for this. Oh, cheers. I could go on and on. You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.